First thing that happens is the world goes black. You just hear a little snap when your neck rolls back. You don't bite your tongue off or foam at the lips. And before you hit the ground, there's a moment of bliss. It's like token a spliff. It's like shedding your skin. It's better than the best train wreck there's ever been. You have to let it in, as much as it's upsetting. To wake up with bruises you don't remember getting. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. You don't Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus, with test subject Micah B. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy. The synaptic jolts that shorts circuited his world and efforts to rewire his mind and create a new life. Oh, and he's going to have brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus. I'm your host, Micah B-Side, and I'm with Mitch Kiger today as we continue our conversation about shifting perspectives on epilepsy and seizures in general. So sit back, relax, and enjoy all you have to do actually is just be really honest and that's mm-hmm. so different in this world that it's cool now and like just be honest just what you're doing yeah this is the first shirt i made it's wild it's, you know people have no idea what this is these are neurons and stuff like that is it the best no but i made one because it's, but you made you know, one you why not made it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and now you put it in you know you put it in your self portfolio of like okay these are the things that i can do and so how do I make them better? And I think that's what life's about. How do I improve myself while the journey's going on? And how do I get to a point to where I'm enjoying it, even if it looks terrifying, you know? And like, that's your mastery. If you look at something that's about to just be damn terrifying and it can make you genuinely smile, you have unlocked your mastery in that sense. And we all have access to that. Every single one. It's not a special trait. It's not something that's just like, oh, you did it because you had the training and this and that. Like beforehand, I was terrified of everything as a kid. Everything, you know, like scared of the dark, scared of everything, man. And just life was just pouring it on, you know. I remember the first time I watched scary movies. I'm like, man, there's a dude that can hunt you in your dreams. I'm like, this is awful. <laughs> like one after the other, just like damn it, you know? And then it finally took a lot of different, powerful, very uncomfortable situations to shake me out of that and to make you realize that like, oh, you know, like I have influence as well as, you know, random thoughts coming in. I can create my own. I can create a basis that this thing runs off of so I can change my, my views. I can change my perspectives and I can open those to where change is okay. So learning mm-hmm. something, seamless. You don't have to destroy something to make room for something else anymore. You have a constant fire going on and it's just circulating and you can accept new ideas and adapt and maneuver because I believe that's the gifts that we received as humans. You know, like nature adapts, yes, but humans in a sense have this gift to adapt extremely fast and you know we've and just the amount of 400 years on what we've done is just stupid insane compared to what another species have been able to do in 400 years right it's 400 million even you know yeah and so use that you know use that trait use that ability because that's why we're here in that sense and and i think the major flip after acceptance you know like we said way before like acceptance is is 
that's the major climb because it's hard and that's the toughest thing saying yes i have this thing now no i can't do these things anymore but now there's space for me to create something new exactly and then you get to the point of fear of like what does that mean how do i do that you know what does that look like and like unfortunately that process is different for everyone it's tough sometimes it's taken me years to actually finally get to this point to start we of the storm you know it was just an idea in a notebook for a while and the thing after the acceptance the thing that really got my fire going and pushed me was realizing how many people in just a day were being diagnosed again or being diagnosed for the first time with epilepsy right. how many people are living with it that don't have any other outlets you know like i hear such these huge numbers but every time i go to support groups there's like six people and you're like where's everybody else here you know like yeah and a lot of them have gotten really great at hiding it i think i, I mean that's what i used to do really well when i didn't know what it was i would just hide it i did not that's what i did yeah and now it's flipped where now it's usually one of the first things i talk to people about and at easy you know at first it wasn't easy that was really i had to like train myself i used to even write write it down i was like how can i jump this gap so it's not it, it's like on a, a level playing field for both of us and it's not a weird conversation for them and like how do i make it interesting you know, and yeah, so I would just find these different arcs to like bring them in. And because always at first, when you say the thing epilepsy, the thing on their face, you know, you're like, whoa, what? Right. You know, right. But you bring them right into a story of relevance of something that they've just told you or something like that. And, and then you can, like, you know, I always just like go for the stories of, you know, one of my favorite ones. Like I, I had a, I just sat back one day and I could feel this partial coming. I was in, um, I think I was in Boulder at the time, actually. And I was sitting by the river uh, at one of my good friend's houses and like nothing was going on. I was like, you know what? Nothing's happening. I got time for this. You know, let's do this. I sat up and I was like, show me what it's all about. You know, show me what you got, basically. (laughs) And it did. It hit so hard. And it was, honestly, it was really magnificent. Um, just the colors alone. I really wish I could explain the colors in that state. It's just a mixture you just never see. And like, I have no idea how to achieve. And like (laughs) being interested in art and as a designer, you know, it's like, I want to somehow record what I'm seeing so I can like bring it back. And, and you just can't. And, uh, yeah, the colors that day and just how I was mainly, I was by a river and there was lots of nature and lots of birds and you just, I could just see how nature worked, you know, with no explanation besides being able to just see that it's almost being able to in between lines, the inner workings of things. And it was just incredible. And uh, my buddy, we call him E, he came over to me and, you know, gave me that kind of look of like, what's going on? Hey, I'm standing out in the yard, my hands up like, wow, you know, and like, I look at him and I go to say something, and I have like no words. And um, I smile and I'm just like, well, I'm going to pass the threshold at some point. I've already accepted too much energy and there's no way I'm not going to have a grand mall through this. And so 
I was like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe I can just like smoke some weed. Maybe we can just like smoke a bowl or something like that. So I tried to ask him. I'm like, all right, this is going to be tricky. I'm like, you know, can you give me a bowl is what I said. But apparently to him, he was just handing me random ass objects. You know, he handed me my glass of water. He would hand me, you know, thing. He even went in my room and he was just handing me objects. And I was like laughing with my world falling apart with like, man, I can't even imagine what I'm saying to him right now. And he doesn't even understand what's going on. And I just put my hand on his shoulder and I said, you know what? It's fine. I can just do it here. Like I'm good. And I have no idea what I said to him, but he kind of just stood back and gave me that look of like, Oh, you're about to. And I just, we kind of had that both understanding. Like I was gone. And I woke up on my floor, and at the time we were, um, the house was like an Airbnb place. Had, like five or six rooms. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. All too much. Seizure Salad, Foster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. High-resolution MRI image of Micah's brain provided by the Rockstar Lab Techs at UC Health Neurology in Denver. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, unexpect the expected, and remember that it's all in your head. You ever had a grand mal seizure in gym class? That whiplash back when life was dishing out pimp slaps? Fed up and we've all been better, but I'm set to step up, never let up, cause the fall is just a setup now to get up. Regret'll never get the better of me with the sawed off when I'm having trouble talking, someone knocks my writer's block off. And if my my eyes glaze and my knees drift south. And you ever think to stick a credit card in my mouth? I take MasterCard and Visa for my risk rewards. I'm not biting my tongue. Why don't you bite yours? It's all too much.